When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He comes down, does like this move, boom, 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 and I block it, but they call a foul. I said, man, stop bailing this old ass. <laughs> and, and Chris is like, you know, you foul G. Like, you know, you can't guard me. What's up? This is Out of Pocket, a Buckets original presented by Wave Sports. I'm the Jethro Jenkins. I'm Zach Schwartz. We got a very special guest. We got a legend here. Two-time Charlotte Observer Player of the Year, unanimous College All-American, SEC Player of the Year, and Vice President of the NBPA. Williams, how you doing? I'm doing well. I didn't know I had that many accolades. Yeah. Hey, that's a resume. Yeah. Appreciate you tapping in with us. We like to start off every show, or at least ask every guest, you know, what was your welcome to the league moment? <laughs> uh, are we allowed to curse on the podcast? Oh, oh for sure. all you want. Real thing we is. Get, we get three N-words each. Zach donates his to Zach charity. Zach donates his, oh, yeah, donates exactly. his to charity. Just like I donated that 20K just now. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna talk about that too. We're gonna talk about that too. Let's just say uh, my welcome to NBA moment was definitely when Chris Middleton served me a bunch of buckets in the game. <laughs> what do you mean by a bunch? Let's get some numbers. Yeah. Like I think in his career, Chris Middleton's shoes probably eighty six percent against me when I'm not. <laughs> oh, That's my. how many buckets I think he's That's got a lot of buckets, over, man. over the past three years. And it's not because it's not good defense. I don't know what he sees. Maybe it's the Celtics. Yeah. But like this man, my first when I first guarded him in the league, everybody's like, "Yeah, get into him, like pressure him." You know, like physicality, all this stuff. So I'm doing all that. Next thing you know, he's shooting fadeaways, cash. I'm like, "All right, cool." cool. <laughs> is he talking, talking while he's no, doing he's it? He's quiet. Yes, that's that the worst. Like quiet. That seems like that is the worst because yeah. like he's from, he's from well, I think he's from South Carolina. I knew Aaron and everything like that. So like I remember I tr- first connected with him, and I was like, "Yo, like you gotta relax, bro. Like relax. <laughs> like I'm over here as a rookie. Please. I'm trying my right, best. You know, right. back then." I I wasn't considered a defender. So this man was serving up straight buckets. And CJ McCollum, too. Those are my two that I always remember. Okay, that that I will never forget from my rookie year because I remember guarding CJ. We were on the baseline. And he was from between, behind, between, <laughs> snatch. And I contest it. Yeah. Goes in. I'm like, okay, good defense. Like, yeah. I'm cool with that. Next thing you know, it comes downhill. I think Dame didn't play that game. He was, he was getting straight off. Uh-uh. Came down, layup. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, that's four points. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. are you keeping the stat line in your head? Okay, that's right. That's how you know he's Okay, Especially in certain matchups. I'm like, all right, right. doing my job. Versus other right. days, you're like, all right, he's kind of serving it up right now. Like, <laughs> next thing you know, CJ, and I think he ended up with like 12 on me. Yeah, yeah. And 12 on any one player in the middle of a game is a lot of points. Right. Like, <laughs> think about it. Like normally, people score twenty six. Like JT will score thirty or forty. Right? Boom. You look around. It's not the same person guarding them. It's a switch. Yeah. Like, right. So you're right. Like, you right. Might get ten points across each each different player, or like eight point six points, twelve points on one player. Like he was picking on you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a little bullying. I feel like. I feel like. Remember <laughs> the leagues talk about respect for the game. Where is it when it comes to that? <laughs> are, are y'all talking about that? Like, if a guy has thirty. Are you like, oh, she only gave me six though. He only gave yeah. me seven. I've done that before. Yeah. Like, yeah he gave y'all. Th- 30, he only gave say, me seven. He didn't give me 30. Especially if we win. Uh, I know he didn't give me 30. Are you getting tapped in game? Like, you're getting cooked, bro. You know what I mean? I've like, said that. I've oh, said that. You've said that? You've said that to somebody? I've said that, yes. Oh, you get I was like, right hey, bro. Now. Hey, bro. Lock in, bro. 
getting baked. You getting as, baked. A, as like an elite defender, who's the guy that you dread having to go against now? Like uh, now that you've established yourself as an unbelievable defender, who's the guy that's the nightmare matchup? Thanks for the compliment, and elite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me feel pretty good about myself. Yeah, of but, course. Uh, this is a Lakers I'll, guy too. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. We, are, we are humble right we're now. Through, through, yeah. through. Let's just say uh, the small small guards that can shoot. Those are the ones I always say. So like a Steph Curry, Darius Garland, like those two guys. I feel like are just like the epitome of if you want to uh, like see a. a, a Barbecue, yeah, like that's one of those <laughs> because I, I do a solid job. But <laughs> yeah. like these guys, like when you can't shoot, you can back up. They're, they're fast or twitchy, but listen, they can't. Get, they, they don't make the shot. They don't make the shot. But the ones that you have to pick up at the four point line, <laughs> and next thing you know, these guys are coming off screens and they come off step back. And I'm a man. Derek Garland made me fall twice in one game last year, and I was like, you know what's crazy? I haven't fallen. I stumble, but I never fall. Yeah, like. I'll give him the credit. When, when, you, when you fall down, do you know in film the next the next day you're getting – Oh, no, I'm getting cooked on the bench right when I come out. That's how it <laughs> is. Who's, you? Who's the one you, yeah. you hate to see after that? You oh, know this mean? year? I'm talking about Blake Griffin. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, JT, JT hits me sometimes where it's Tatum? like – Yeah. Oh, okay. Tatum be talking trash for sure. <laughs> he don't talk trash to other people, but like when he comes – when you come to the bench, like, yo. Not, I'm not gonna bring it up. Don't worry, <laughs> oh don't worry. He'll say stuff like that. I'm not gonna bring it up. Don't worry about it. That's I'm great. Like, All right, that's less. even worse. Like, damn, yeah. bro, you already done brought it up. Bring it up. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's, Might as well so. say it now. <laughs> so, gotta ask you, man. You look around the NBA. It's a lot of young talent, and I'm not gonna put Tatum and Giannis in that because they they the OGs now, which is wild to, think about. to think about. When you look around, everybody's you know trying to be him, right? So, if, if you had to pick one guy to build a franchise around, one of these young dudes, it got to be a non-Celtics player. Who are you picking? I'm picking Luca for sure. Ooh, um, okay. Like if I'm thinking about any draft class after 2018, including my own, I maybe choose Zion. But like Luca, because just like the way he sees the game, he's been doing this for so long, and like he's a guy that when you play against him, like he's another guy. Like I feel like Luca's never like cooked me, but like last game we played him this year, I played probably the best defense of anyone I've like think about guarding Luca, mm -hmm. and this man was hit. He threw up the ball four times and it went in. You said like, threw up. Like it flipped like, it. Up. You're like, right, right. Threw it up. <laughs> like one of those, like, all right, cool, like good defense, and he's falling up, falling away. He's not even looking at the basket. Threw it up. Cash. And I'm like, I'm literally talking to him like, there's no, absolutely no way. He's just smiling, running down the court, <laughs> trying. I'm like, man, because with my agency too. So I'm like, man, I can't. I hate <laughs> yeah. you so much. Hey, Luca has a lot of Negro tendencies. Oh, I mean, for sure. we've seen it. The goddamn, oh, damn, damn, bro. That was like a Southern goddamn. That was a Houston goddamn. You know what I'm saying? He seems like he's been in the States for the longest. <laughs> so has his shit talk evolved as he's learned more of the English language, maybe watched some more shows, got introduced maybe John Singleton, The Boys in the Hood of the World, hey, the movies like that? I'm not going to lie to you. He got the car, maybe. He be talking. Ooh. He be talking. Shit. Ooh, no to go play. He can actually attend. Wow. <laughs> so he can no to go play. He's staying at the cookout. <laughs> I'm about to say he over here. He's a man, he's fun. He's a fun dude to, to play against and be around for sure. You yeah. mentioned Zion. Like okay, guarding a guy like Luca versus guarding Zion. Like it seems like two completely different worlds. Completely. And you got to guard both of them. So I've only been. I've actually, it's crazy because I've only played against him once so far. Z. Mm -hmm. um, because in college we never played Duke. Uh, my rookie year. I don't think he was playing. I don't know if he didn't play or he did play. Yeah. He was out for bar. Yeah. No, sorry. He played that year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. Last year, he didn't play at all. And then this following year, we didn't play him this year. So, like, the one time I played him, I was like, yeah, this dude, like, normally people like strong, like, because people consider me strong. 
And I'm like, yeah, this dude's kind of like a bullet. Like, <laughs> right, right. Thing. Like, you, you take one of those charges. <laughs> I remember they used to joke about Brian back in the day because Brian was, what, 280 back then or 290? He said he was like 240 or something. Cap. We don't cap. Lie. Big cap. Listen, big cap. My, 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 my weight on my, <laughs> right. my, weight on on. my uh, thing on the Celtics page has been 235. This is my rookie year. Let's just say I haven't been 235 since college. <laughs> so, uh, and why don't y'all ever be like, no, nah, man, put my real weight. You like that? I'm cool. Like, okay. let, me, let me look slim, bro. Right, 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 that's like my right, ID. Right, right, my right, ID says 240, so. Yeah, I haven't touched saying, that it, in the 2000s. <laughs> so uh, it's one of those things that I can only imagine what it was like playing Braun back then. But playing against Luca, you see how guys be getting out the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm too, you got to feel that. I'm too stupid. I, 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 I'll I take a charge. I was about to say, I'm the one that stays in there, gets elbowed in the face, and it's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's keep going. Like, move on. <laughs> but uh, that one time, I remember he caught – he. Went to catch a lob and I like deflected the lob. He catches it in the air, comes down, hops before I even come hit the ground and lays it up. I was like, yeah, he's different. Big and quick like that. Yeah. It, make, it makes no sense. Like, how do you approach? You're talking about the four point line with these guards. Like, what are you doing when it comes to Zion? So, fortunately enough, most guys can't, like, guys like Giannis, Zion, like, they can't, like, back up because if you back up, he's just going downhill, bumping you and jumping finish. over you and finishing. Right. Because he's when he bumps you, you're gonna back up through mm -hmm. the restricted area and next you know he's dunking it. Versus like for me, it's like I'm able enough to like guard him further back. So like now it's like forcing him, like he can't necessarily move me. Like when I guarded Giannis, remember guys, some guys have to pick him up higher because if you don't, he's gonna dunk it. Mm -hmm. Versus me, like when Giannis used to drive and bump me, I would just stay in the same spot. So now it's like either you shoot a fadeaway, turn around, or you have to pick the dribble up or do something mm -hmm. or keep barreling in against me and I got some help. That's the difference between those two guys. Like Zion, though, like it's, his second jump is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing about him, which is makes him so hard to guard. Is like when he misses that first layup, he's getting up before you even have a chance to get the rebound. So unless you have like a Rob Williams back there yeah. or somebody else <laughs> that can get the rebound over him, like <laughs> it's, it's difficult. What do you prefer, the guard or that? You know, what I'm saying banging in the post. I'd rather guard the the physical, yeah. like fight. Because those I feel like the guys who are way more like physically dominant mm -hmm. are less so worried about like flopping are less so worried about like calls and they're competitive like you know what i mean versus when you play like guards like when you have to worry about if a guy's gonna throw his head back and yeah. flail and, and fall over they're gonna you get know? you out hands, your hands in the wrong place they're then, getting the foul then you get frustrated right. then you're like all right bro stop flopping like or sit like that <laughs> versus like i never had i've never once had to say like to Giannis or anybody like that stop flopping yeah, like, yeah. that's that's a cool thing for me i like competitive i like the ones who like don't give a crap what's going on around them they're willing to just I do not flop. Yeah. I am not a flop. Yeah. Is, is Giannis the guy league-wide that you're that everyone's like long treatment session the next day? Like where it's just a nightmare? What's funny is one of our coaches used to coach for the Bucks, And I remember he used to say like it's a battle of wills. So like when we were about to play him in the playoffs, it's like one of you guys is going to break. It's a matter of who breaks first. Whew. Wow. And I was like, sheesh, I'm not going to be the one to break. That's some Game of Thrones yeah. shit. It's some Game of Thrones. Like, 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 you give a Sunday ass speech. We, That's great. We're going in there and we're going to battle. And right. at the end of the day, we're both walking out in wheelchairs if this is a chance. So like, <laughs> it's like one of those things I remember we played in game four, game five, game six comes. Normally like when you watch the Bucks play and they play somebody in the playoffs, like by game four, you see guys starting to like get out the way. On eighty percent shooting. Yeah. But like we we kept going. I kept like me and Al just kept standing up, kept battling, battling, battling. And, and fortunately enough for us, like I don't know if he got tired or one of those, but it wasn't his best game seven that that year. But who knows? We have to see him again her soon. So. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As far as this Celtics team goes, what would be this year? What would be one word you would use to describe the team? Electric. Electric. I would say right? it's one of those things. Yeah, that like, ready. Right. Yeah. Trust me. Like this team's so fun to watch when you think about it. Like, like in terms of just how we play, how we move the ball, how competitive each and every one of us are, how much fun we're having while we're on the court. Like, it's like one of those things that I always say electric because like it's a current that's not mo- like can't, yeah. be, can't be stopped. And when it is, you just try and find a way to redirect it. I was so, going to okay, say, okay. it seems like if one guy's got a slightly off night, there's so many guys that'll pick that person up. Exactly. So like, for example, the go to state game we just lost, like, yeah, we had a rough game. So now mm-hmm. it's just a matter of redirecting that current and make sure you fix it for the next game because like with electricity it will never stop yeah right 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 we're just gonna keep flowing and flowing and flowing and playing the way we do and it's it's one of those things that at any point in time you can get shocked by by what we do yeah so you mentioned the warriors right before the finals during the finals you said you thought you guys had the better team mm-hmm. you guys are now on four i want to say those three games in the final and then this, this game mm-hmm. uh this past weekend do you still feel like the Celtics are the better team? And what adjustments do you need to make to turn the dubs into the L's? Yeah. Uh, for, that's oh, I like that. I definitely stay standing on that, that we're the better team. I just think that for us, we have to do a better job of being more mentally disciplined. As I said before, um, they're a talented team in what they do, and they've been doing it for a long time. They're a okay. dynasty. They're, they have to, they deserve that credit. But in terms of our ability, I think that we have the chance to be that next next up and coming group. And for us to take that next step is a matter of staying mature. Um, this team is all going to be about mental toughness. Okay. That game last night when we played against them, or whatever night, however many days ago that was, that was one of our biggest difficulties. When we play that team, I feel like we go away from what we do best. And whether that's credit to them and what they do or credit to what we're not doing, I don't know where to put that put that line. But I always say we can control what we can control. Mm-hmm. And for us to take that next step and leap is going to be no matter what when things go wrong, no matter when things go right, we have to continue to play the way, way of basketball that we want to play. And when we do that, we've shown that we can beat anybody. So game four of the finals, Steph goes crazy. What's sort of your guys' reaction as a team and kind of everything off of that? I remember when that game happened and we were leading most of the game and Steph was playing, 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 you know, doing his thing. I think game three, Steph had a bad game. Game four came, came back, mm-hmm. had a great game. And at the end, like we're up by six, I think with like two minutes left or something like that. So we're commanding it. I think if we win that game, we probably win that series. Yeah, but for sure. next thing you know, they have that comeback, win that game, and they're going nuts in the locker room. Like they sounded like they just won a championship. And you can hear it down the hall. And I thought at the time, I was like, it's because they knew they shouldn't have won that game. I said, said that. I said, they, these guys know they can't mess with us. Like I said in the locker room. So like come out here, approach game five, do our job. And Next thing you know, they ended up winning the series. And I look back and I'm like, that for them, like I think Draymond said it that, that, that after the series, he said, when we won game four, we knew we had them. Mm. And for for me, I thought it was the other way around because I was thinking like, oh, they're, they're thankful. They're dreaming that they got this win because we have been playing so well and we have been doing our job. And I think for us, we just, I don't know if it's fatigue, I don't know what ended up happening, but I'll never give 
excuses for, for a loss. So for us, we just had to come back and improve on what we didn't do well then. And I think that was our offense. And I think that's where you see the growth in our team this year mm-hmm. and our ability and just making sure that we understand what what's important and what's valuable. And it's going to be great when we get a full healthy team and be able to play against them the same way. And hopefully we get to see them again in, in, in the national and in the, in the final. And hopefully we give another great series like we did the last time. Can I ask, how much did you rewatch that finals? I haven't watched it once. Actually. I was I was wondering. Okay. I figure that's a hard hard one to go back and watch. Yeah, just I, I in don't go back and watch that because for me it's like we, we I know what we we could have improved. Yeah. And done, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something that you have to watch and and pick pick things out. Like for us, it was just a matter of making the right decision. You know, making the right read, choosing to play with each other rather than playing in isolation or with one or by ourselves. And I think that's something you've seen is as we've gotten better year over year. And some, not something that's going to change overnight. I don't expect it. We've never expected it to change just like that. So for me, it's like we just had to improve on offense because defensively, crazy. those guys, they're going to make shots. They're yeah. going to shoot you in the game, shoot you out of the game okay, sometimes. For sure, for sure. So when anybody, you watch them play against anybody this year, they, they've they shot themselves into a game and won a game. And then other games, they when they're not hitting, they don't. So like yeah. it's just a matter of if we stay consistent, make sure our offense doesn't twi- like twinkle, that's when we win huh. games like that. Are you on social media at all? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously game six, Steph does the ring me in third quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the ESPYs. I know you were at the ESPYs as yep. well. Steph's hosting. He kind of makes a joke at you. you know, obviously, uh, I think so, a writer wrote a form, whatever it may be. But how much do you use that as fuel for going into this season? Like, you know, you kind of you kind of made the same face you're making right now. When he did, it was like, oh, okay, hi. But, That's cute. Yeah. yeah. You know what what it's motivation, man. Like, it's one of those things. I, I it's you, you stay motivated so you don't have to get motivated. So stuff like that, you just, like, you remember. And you try your best to um, – Bring that with the right approach to to what what's coming the next year, you know. Like, fortunately enough, I'm not in my career yet. There's a lot more to be done, and there's a lot more growth to happen. So that's something I always remember, and it's not something I'll just remember for yesterday or for for this upcoming year. It's some of this years and years and years in the making. So you always remember. I remember growing up, I was I wasn't a high major recruit. I wasn't a guy that everyone agreed with or thought was going to be this guy that's going to be playing NBA. So. um I always think about even things back then where it's like, this is why I keep going. You always have to have that chip because when you get comfortable, that's when you end up not, not winning. That's when you end up being a guy that's complacent. That's when you end up fizzling out. How long was it before you could look forward to this season and not look back at that chip? From the day we lost. Okay, for Honestly, real? Honestly, like, it was like I was ready to get back into the gym that next day. You know, if it wasn't for our team, team and doctors and telling us we couldn't (laughs) sit down for a second, man, you just, (laughs) it was one of those things I was ready to go because not only was, did it leave a better taste in your mouth to be able to accomplish something? Like I remember looking back in the college and it pisses me off still to this day. I only have one ring. I had five opportunities, I think, Mm -hmm. or six opportunities. Like I can't go back then. So now it's now a matter of making sure you get it back now. And for us, for myself in general, like you have to keep that edge, keep that mentality of no matter if you get a win, you have to come back and do it again. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, I won it my second year in college and came into the next year. And we were a better team and we ended up not winning it. Mm-hmm. And I lost in that tournament championship. I lost an NCAA championship. So it's like those things keep you motivated to continue to come back. 
And this is like, you know, they say in a golf shot when you tee off and next you know you have a birdie at the last hole and makes you come back. No, it's the other way around for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather have a bogey and next you know. Or, want to smoke when you, you know smoke when I come so, back. Yeah, yeah. The last question on these Warriors and then we'll keep this thing moving and shaking. What is the defensive mindset going into the game? Obviously, you know Steph is going to do his thing. Do y'all say, all right, just let Steph cook and we got to stop these other light-skinned dudes? <laughs> or is it we need to shut <laughs> Steph down because if Steph gets energized then he's going to really help uplift these other guys? Or yes. like, what's your mindset individually Garden Steph, and then what's the team defensive mindset? Yeah, for that matchup specifically, I think that it's just a matter of making sure that you control the things that are like controllable because, like, Steph is going to make shots that no one ever can make. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like pulling up from half court, stuff like that. They're going to even pull on those guys. Thompson's going to get hot. But making sure that they don't get the offensive rebounds and get them two points. Because like as many as they've made that are flashy, they've missed just as many that are going off the side of the backboard, airballed, or are hard off the back rim. So like when I look to against the Warriors specifically, it's like you have to make sure you keep Kevon Looney off the glass. Okay. You have to make sure you're not allowing Andrew and these guys to get extra possessions. Mm -hmm. So next you know they get another opportunity to hit another three or make another layup or getting these back cuts layups because you're so worried about Steph pulling up. Now your big steps up. Now they get a wide open dunk. So like taking away those things, I feel like that's how you beat the Warriors even from back then when Bron and those guys were doing it. Like if you ask anybody from years back, like you knew that Steph's going to get He's going to get his points. Like, you know what I mean? He takes as many shots. He's going to have the opportunity. The whole offense is driven around them. So it's a matter of containing him as much as you can and then making sure that all the other guys don't get the comfortability to be able to compete and, and feel good about themselves. So let's, let's talk about you individually. I wanted to go back to your rookie year. Missed your first 25 three-point shot attempts. And like you said, you were spaced out. It was over like 23, 24 or something. Yeah. Right, right. On a game, I think it was. So you, yeah. you shot 25% from three that year. Now let's fast forward to this year. You're shooting 46.2%, taking more threes and making more threes than you've ever made in your career. So the go back to that time and just your team having faith in you, Brad Stevens, who was then the head coach. But, you know, where guys ever like, yeah, all right, dog, like this, 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 this not you. Go ahead and, uh, you know, step in a little bit. Or yeah. did they encourage you to keep going? And how did that set you up for the success you're having now? Yeah, what's crazy is not a single person ever told me to stop shooting. That's something I'll always be thankful for this team for, because especially as a rookie, a rookie Oof. in the lineup that's playing. <laughs> yeah. Like normally guys would be like, all right, now, now get the ball back to the best player. Like, or like, come on, Rook. Like, if you're not making a shot, don't take it. So like for us. And that team back then, I remember Brad just kept saying, like, we know what type of shooter you are, shooter you are, so keep shooting. Like, yeah. when you're open, take advantage. We actually want you to shoot it more. And I'm like, man, I haven't made one. You want me to shoot it more? <laughs> but uh, I remember they teased me about it. They would joke with me, like, but they would never, like, say, like, all right, stop shooting. Like, they, they lost, lost faith. I remember when JB first called me Ben Simmons, I took it personally. I think I <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wow. Made Damn. Jay, no, I'm serious. He did. Straight time. Oh, respect to Ben. Respect to Ben and the player he is. Respect but like, I remember I said that my rookie year. He was like, JB was calling me Ben Simmons. Like, guys were calling me, uh, like, they said, I think Shaq made his first three before I have or some shit. Like that. They, were, they were on my head. They were just clowning me. So I was like, all right, bet. Say less. And then next, you know, I start. Once I made one, I think I shot like 46 or something afterwards and 50 something in the playoffs. So, like, I I laugh when it, when I look back at it because like now when I go through a slump it's like man I missed twenty five like yeah. I'm never gonna be that I'll be that, fine I'll be fine was know? it the arena differences I gotta ask because like as someone who worked in college basketball I always feel like 
college arenas, the backdrop's not as far. And you see guys go to the tournament, they play in these giant buildings and everyone shoots like shit. And sometimes you see guys go to the next level and they can't hit those shots. So did you feel like arena to arena, it was messing that you up? Or? I feel like it's because you, I didn't have confidence at first. Okay. Because as well as I could shoot it, okay. I didn't believe I were could shoot it Were you thinking when you were shooting? Yeah, oh, like okay, stuff like that go. where like yeah. you're, you're this wide open, there's no way you miss this. Yeah. Like that's the way, like when you first get into the league, literally vets be vets will do that to you. They'll just be like, they'll look at whatever, they don't know your name, jersey number, they'll be like, who's number seven? Like, can oh. he shoot? It's like if he can't, they don't say, Yeah, he can shoot, or like absolutely. And they're like, all right, we'll see if he can. And actually, you know, I remember I did it this year. I did it to somebody. Dude, dude caught the ball. I was I literally looked at him. I turned around, said, Go ahead and shoot your shot. Man, clanked it off the back rim. I was like, Are we running running in transition? But yeah. like who are we talking about? Uh, I don't even know his name. Okay. Uh, damn. Okay. <laughs> I think it was against the Wizards, though. Okay, okay. okay. We'll take right, that. We'll yeah, find really. it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about your rookie year. I saw a story. Uh, you guys are playing the Lakers, you're on the bench, and LeBron kind of did the same thing to you. I think he called you Greg or something oh, like that. Oh, man. So tell me tell me that story. Just how did that make you feel as a rookie talking to, Greg? in my opinion, the greatest <laughs> basketball player of all see, time? See, people always think it was Greg, but like it was so it's funny because on the bench, was it who was it? Was it Ennis? I forget who was on the bench. JB, somebody was on the bench. And he was. I said something. I was calling out a play because they called a play. And I'm saying like, da, 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 they're about to do this. He's like, no, Grant, no, Grant. Oh, okay. he said Grant. <laughs> and like everyone thought it was Greg. So I was like, there's no, like, man, I've talked to this man 26 times. He's not going to call me Greg. <laughs> I so thought like, he was just trying to humble you doing right, one of those LeBron right, mind right. game things. He was saying I was wrong. But like stuff like that where like these guys who are like the guys used to watch when they know your name. Like I was like when I first guarded Kev and guys like that who you like you grew up watching. Yeah. And like, of course, they don't know who you like they may know who you are because like Bron. I remember I asked Bron after my first game I ever played him. I said like, thank you all this stuff, and he's like, man, I remember watching you at Tennessee, like oh, wow. cooking, like stuff like that. I was like, made me feel cool, but you should have was a cap. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> at the same time, who knows of how it works nowadays? We <laughs> said Grant Williams was gonna go to the Celtics. <laughs> and he was gonna be a three point shooter. Yeah. Yeah. So it actually uh, was super cool, but. <laughs> I always look back because maybe he did because Chris Paul coached me AAU and stuff like oh, that. So. so maybe that was the connection. Yeah. But like, I remember like when I first played Kev, I like at first, I don't think he knew who I was. And I, you know, you got to grow. You got to, you got to improve for these, like these guys to respect you. And I always say like, I don't want you to like, I always, I remember when I first played against a star player. I'm like, I don't want you like to treat me with respect until I earn your respect. Wow. You know what I mean? Like yeah. until I earn the respect, I don't think that like you can't come in and be like, I'm that guy. Like, mm-hmm. You got to show it. You got to show it and prove it. So like, I think I've done that to this point and continue you got to do it. Was there a trash talker that surprised you when you got into the league? And my follow up to that is how glad are you to have Marcus Smart on your team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, guys don't really talk trash unless you start by talking trash. Interesting. So okay. like when it comes to like guys who talk trash, like. No, no one really does it unless you start it with provoke like, it. You got to provoke it. Okay. So like, uh, other than the ones who start, like I know, remember there was one time we played Memphis my freshman year or my rookie year, and Dylan Brooks they they went on that six zero run or eight zero run and he screams boom or bang or something or something like yeah. that. And then next thing you know we went on like a twenty six to two run or something like that. And every time we scored bang. <laughs> The entire team. You, so had, you, their, petty you had the entire petty. bench. You had the entire bench screaming bang. It was hilarious. Mike, Mike Breen's just smiling somewhere. Right, 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 right. So you, I mean, you're a cool dude. Obviously, we all just met you, but you came here super professional, shook everybody's hand. So how do you turn on that switch when you get in the game? Because you said you can get petty, you can get into that yeah. deep shit talk. How do you turn on that switch 
And you, have there ever been a time where you saw that you really just broke a guy mentally with that where it's just like, I'm ready to fight this dude because he's saying some shit to me? Yeah, I'm a, I feel like I'm just the ultimate competitor. So like mm. off the court, like I'm the nicest guy. Like I treat sure. try and treat everybody with respect and everything else how I was raised. But like when we start getting in between the lines, now it's like, I don't need to, like we don't need to talk like that. We can talk afterwards. <laughs> right, right, but right. Like right now we have, a, we have a thing that we have to focus on. We have a, a game, you're on the other side, you're the opposition. So like, um, even in board games, I'm like the biggest trash talker, like, you know, having fun. But uh, I take everything as a competition. So, like, I think it was – I made people want to fight in college a lot just because uh, I would I always say curse words and stuff like that, call people outside of their name. Oh, and, really? Uh, like, so I'm that type of trash talker <laughs> where it's like, yeah. You were a totally like, different person. Totally you know different person. I mean? Stuff right, I would right. never, like, normally say I would say and yeah. when I'm talking trash. Uh, is there a filter? I mean, this show is out no of filter. pocket. No filter. So you are, you are out of pocket I'm to the I'm out back. of pocket to okay. the max. I mean, you say you play for <laughs> CP3's AAU team. He was your coach. At any point, he's like, all right, young fella, like, you got you to gotta chill out on my guys. Nah, nah. So or he's Chris, like, yo, more. Chris like, is a trash talker, too. So, like, when he, – he only starts if you start. So, like, last year, because uh, this game, I think he was coming off a heel injury or whatever else. I remember when I first guarded him, I uh, guarded him really well. And I got to stop. I said, see, you know you can't do that. It's me. Like, you can't st-. Like, just like to like see what he starts. Because yeah. he, gets, he gets, like, when you start talking trash to him, especially as a guy who used to play for him, he gets super into it. Like, <laughs> he starts, like, getting super motivated to, like, bust, bust your ass. So next thing you know, he comes down, does, like, this move, boom, boom, boom. And I block it, but they call a foul. I said, man, stop bailing this old ass. <laughs> and, and Chris is like, you know, you foul G. Like, you know, you can't guard me. Like, stuff like that. So it's like, it's goofy That's stuff. Like that. Coached you, dog. No, yeah. You don't have to say anything, but that son seem it seems like loves to bring that level of trash talk out of people. For sure. So I think that's been very fun to watch. But, but not on the other side for some reason. <laughs> they they can't handle the other yeah, side it, of it just as much. But yeah. so Tatum's played at MVP level right now. Right. How has it been watching him continually get better every year? You know what I mean? It's been incredible. Um just the, since I came in, I knew him before because my one of my close friends, best friends, his best friends. Yeah, like yeah. when I first got, did my workout for the seeds, he had me over at his crib. It was kind of cool. There was apartment at the time. Yeah. And when I got drafted, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I have somebody that knows him. So like I can hopefully form a relationship and I hopefully meet a couple of these guys. JB, I was always told I was going to be good friends with because of our intellect and stuff like for that. Sure, and for sure. Like smarts, even a character. So it was like yeah, right. good, good people yeah. all around. And then Kimba came and like I grew up watching Kimba in Charlotte, North Carolina. So like that was even cooler for me. So like I remember looking back to that year and seeing the growth of not only just JT, but JB and even smart year over year and seeing how much they've improved, not only just talent wise, but just their approach and their professionalism, uh, how they treat people with respect, how they they've always been very respectful guys. But like being able to like communicate with others, being able to trust one another, like that stuff has to grow. You know, mm-hmm. when you first come into the league, everyone's trying to, you know, be themselves, prove themselves and everything else. And now I think they're so secure for one another and so secure of this team that they know that they can talk to however one another the right way and how to approach one guy versus the other. Like, it's just so much that goes into the sport of basketball yeah. behind the scenes that people don't really give credit for. And I want to give them big shouts out for that. Sure. Jalen's been unbelievable this year. Do you feel like 
Jalen and Jason are getting left off of some of these lists for best duos in the league. Absolutely. They're yeah. the best duo in the league, in my opinion. I, I think so, too. And I'm a Lakers fan. Yeah. And so that seems crazy to me that people are putting, I they love AD and Braun, but yeah, no. they're both I'm looking at LeBron and AD like, these dudes is old as shit that's now. Right, right. Yeah, they're that. both having career years. Yeah. Um, JT, in my opinion, has been the MVP from the start of the season. Like, he's been that electric of a player. I'm from St. Louis, so that's music to my ears. You know? <laughs> and then JB's playing at all-NBA level. Like, when you look at the guys who are in the same conversation i wish all nba wasn't positional right but it like be. these guys like when you look at jb he's been doing stuff that would be if he was on his own team he'd be averaging what 30 plus mm -hmm. yes same way jt mm -hmm. like they were each on their own team they'd be doing and they're doing this stuff together right like normally when you look at duos like like you look at Darius garland donovan mitchell like they're both doing really well they i think they both deserve the credit that's respected but like Shay and these guys who are on their own team, yeah, you can get 35 points. But, like, at the same time, like, these dudes are doing it and winning mm -hmm. at a high level. Mm -hmm. Shea has, too, but, like, I'm trying to think of somebody who hasn't, like, where they're on a, the lesser team and they may get an all-NBA nod yeah. in years past. I know Trey did it three years ago when the Hawks were, like, eight and tw like 20. Yeah, rest, he <laughs> rough year. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. He, well, he did go crazy, so you got to give him the credit. But, like, these two have been playing at such a crazy level that you have to, like, give them that credit and that deserve. And if they keep it up, I think they both deserve to be not only just the MVP, but also NBA team, both yeah. of them. Let's go back to last year, man. Y'all were 23 and 24 to start the season. People kind of wrote y'all off. A lot of people in the square media were basically like, oh, that duo's not going to work together. They need to trade Tatum. They need to trade Brown, whatever it may be. So I want to know, was there a specific point or moment, like a, a players only meeting or something like that, where y'all just got the ship right and we're like, all right, man, we can go do this shit. Honestly, no. We, we, when you look at that record, I remember I looked back in that first half of the season. We always were up in games. We just ended up losing them. We be, we were about 18 against Chicago going into the fourth quarter of like seven minutes left. And we mm. ended up losing. So like stuff like that, we just weren't playing the right type of basketball. When we got close to the deadline, we went on like a seven-game win streak right before we lost to the, I think it was the Pistons but um, back then. And then after that, we think we made some trades and we just kept that wave rolling, you know? And... Uh, everyone was writing us off, you know, talking about Trey JT, Trey JB, you know, all that stuff. And they can't work together. And we never believed that. Like, mm -hmm. we knew that they played well together. We knew that as a team, we just needed to commit, you know, buy in. Because, like, you got a new head coach. You got a whole new team. Like, it's all these things that, you you know, you have a little bit of a rough patch to start. Mm -hmm. But then once you got over that, we can end up being one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. So I think that's where we've just caught and carried that into this season. How much do y'all hang out with each other off the court? I mean, you mentioned you play board games. You're playing board games on the team playing. And I want to know who's who's the most competitive guy on your team outside the basketball court playing games, video games, whatever it may be. Honestly, it just depends on what game we're playing. So, like, on the, on the plane, you have guys play cards and stuff like that. Like, when I want, like, a board game nights, like Sam Hauser, Luke, and, like, guys like that okay. where, like, you can play any type of board game and be comfortable, like, Scattergory, stuff okay. like that. They're not cheating. Everybody's respecting the rules. <laughs> Respectfully. I okay. haven't caught anybody yet. Okay. But, uh, okay. You're looking right. for it, though. Yeah. You're looking for it. <laughs> you feel me? You know who. That third who, eye open. I've seen, I've seen Smart <laughs> cheat in a couple board games before. I've, I've definitely seen that. What have you seen? What board game have you seen Marcus Smart cheating? I got to know. He cheated in Catan one time. I was like, bro. <laughs> Damn. What, you, what is you that? You know dang well. It's, Kata, one of those, it's, a, great, it's a, a great game. It's yeah, a great game. You have to okay. learn about okay. it. I was about yeah. to say. It's one of those. He took like four resources. I'm like, bro, you have you don't have a settlement on that number, bro. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> that sounds smart. That's <laughs> exactly. right. smart. It's a real estate game. It's yeah. namesake. 
Blake Griffin joined the team this year. He's kind of notorious for messing with guys, done some stand-up comedy. How's it been having him in the locker room? Man, he's one of the best teammates I ever had, man. Like he's he's gotten that label already. And it's been what, 20 some games. Yeah. Like he's a <laughs> he's one of those vets that he knows what where he is now. Like he knows the career that he's on. He knows he has won a goal that accomplished. And he gives you crap. You like he, <laughs> he, he's a guy that naturally can just talk trash. He does impersonations. So he does Peyton Pritchard better than anyone I've ever seen. He's like, hey, yo, BG, BG, BG. So like stuff like that where it's like keeps the locker room light. He's a guy that like uh, <laughs> he always jokes like we were talking about people getting dunked on. And I was like, yeah, I've been dunked on a couple times in my career. Like, you know, Sabonis got me most recently last game or whatever else when we played the Kings. He was like, yeah, like, I was like, dang, BG, like, how many guys have you, like, dunked on in this locker room? He's like, you know, man, I, I just, you know, I don't dunk no more. I just try my best. You know, I caught Rob twice last year, nothing like that. But, like, <laughs> like he was just say st- slick stuff, like, right, throw right, jazz. He's a right, straight right, guy. Right, right, he's like, right. I'm like, and Peyton was like, didn't you dunk on Gallo? And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not like Peyton Gallo the way of everybody, but, like, yeah, I, did, I definitely dunked on Gallo. Like, I said, I said, dang, you really have dunked on a lot of people. Yeah. He's like, yeah, one day you'll get there, brother. Like, one day, one day. <laughs> it was just say, like, slick stuff where you're like, all right, man, BG. He goes he's the man. but he's the man. So you brought up Joe, youngest head coach in the NBA, like 34. Mm-hmm. After everything that happened this summer, you know what I mean? What what did he do to get y'all to buy in, you know, to his philosophy? I think guys were already bought in just because, like, when Joe got promoted to the interim position or head coach, whatever you want to call it, like, we've been familiar with Joe over the past four years. Like, mm-hmm. he's been with us since bef- when Brad was here. Mm-hmm. And he's always mm-hmm. been a guy that's kind of been quiet, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. like he talks to people on the side. But, like, everyone respected Joe for his approach and how he how he operated. And, like, think about it. Like, when other staffs would call about, hey, can we hire Joe Missoula, Brad and Danny would be like, no. <laughs> they, all, they all knew what yeah, was Yeah, for on. sure. Knew what time it was. So, <laughs> I think when he got the head coaching job, he, I think he sat down with every single player individually. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you don't necessarily see every head coach do in the league. Not only just ask how I can be better for you, but how can you be better for us and how can I get the best out of you? And that's something you got to respect as a head coach to be able to do and not feel uncomfortable having difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. And as much as like, like I've been around like E-Mate the same way. That's why we loved E-Mate too. Like, it was an incredible, incredible transition. And for Joe, he's been very, very detailed and rigorous in his approach. He's been challenging us every single day and just telling us, he's like, you guys are the best team in the NBA. Now, are you guys going to be humble and, uh, and appreciate that and like approach it the right way and come in every day with the right mentality? Or are you guys going to come in and, and say, okay, we can just take this game off and be this team that, you know, up and down and not really care about winning and stuff like that. Like you have to have that hunger and remember where we were. And remember what moment you're trying to get back to and what you're trying to accomplish. Past summer, I know you and the Celtics were talking about an extension. Didn't get a deal done. You said you were disappointed about that. Naturally, I would be too. I'm, I'm a man who loves bags. <laughs> who doesn't? You may know. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> but just want to know, do you feel like that was a blessing in disguise, not getting that extension? Then you're having, obviously, the best season of your career. You're doing your thing we talked about before the show, but I want to say your true shooting percentage somewhere on like the 71, 72% range. They got all these bullshit minimums and shit. I'm not an analytics nerd by any stretch of the imagination, but without those restrictions, I think you'd be number one in the league. So do you feel like that was a blessing in disguise now to be able to perform this season and now tell them to bring me my money come next offseason? Yeah, I think that they were comfortable with that in the first place because they knew what type of person I am and the approach I was going to the season with. I think that from organization, you just have to do your best to to protect and to to 
take take what you can, you know, because for some players, you know, they they would give in. They'd be like, all right, like I'll take this. This is life changing money. Like who cares if it's like you're missing out on this, you know? But for me, it was like I always challenge myself to do more and challenge myself to be better. And coming to the season, I said, no matter what I'm gonna do, I knew that. I'm going to just improve on what I've done and try and be the best player and person I can be this year, especially as a teammate, and not let it affect it. Because some guys come into it and they approach and they try and do things that aren't necessarily them. And I told I told the staff, I told the Celtics, I told players, I said, listen, no matter if we get a deal done or not, I'm just going to be me. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to change. And I'm going to try and be the best, not only teammate and everything else I can be as I always have been. And I think that's where the respect kind of came in. And I've just kind of taking that and ran with it and try to play do with everything within my my mold and and to try and help this team win games because that's the most important goal all right hypothetical here just complete hypothetical if i had i don't say like twenty thousand dollars and i gave it to you today (laughs) is there something you would spend that money on oh yeah the fine you i just got (laughs) yesterday for punching the ball into the stands when i meant to punch it at a backboard i figured i saw the clip and i was like he meant to have it go right off the backboard and i can only imagine when you suck over that where you're like that's a check right right right. listen right when it happened you just like at first you're like hopefully nobody sees it because like sometimes like people have done some stuff like that and you get the ball back quick and you just drop it and you just like pretend like nothing happened but like right when I right when it went in the stand, especially with how far I went, I like punched it and I'm like, all right, that's going right the backboard. And I started going going left. I was like, ah, a little spin. It, it was like, it. but it was like, like Debo coming out of red. Little, little bit, little bit, soared bit, out, soared like, out, and he flew. And next, you know, the fan caught it and was like, oh, and then threw the ball back. So I was like, oh yeah, we were, we were good. The next thing I turn around, and all I see is little Scott do his little. <laughs> and I was like, uh, great moment for the fan, though. I was like, I was like, oh, Scott, what happened? He said, he said, he said you know, you know, it's an automatic ejection, right? I said, I didn't know that. And next thing I just walked off the no. court because it's not like anything happening. Like it's not right, I was mad right, or anything. Right. Like that was like the Steph shot the shot. It was a timeout. So I was like, oh yeah, boom. And next thing you know, you're like, I'm never punching the basketball again because I don't know where those punches gonna go. Maybe I'm just too strong. You're you're on the NB, NBPA leadership board. Did you get any texts from those guys? Like, hey, like you know that fun. <laughs> coming we're uh, sorry I definitely I didn't get him because uh, what's it called I don't think anybody saw it because it was a late game Yeah, but I'm <laughs> guessing I'll see that from CJ or somebody today talking trash talking about how, <laughs> you get the how phone? your pockets feel or something like that <laughs> Damn. Uh, it hurts let's just say you know I'm just pay it forward you know pay it forward you know I love charity you know yeah, 100% I love it I love taking care of the kids you know <laughs> great way to look at it so like Zach mentioned you VP of the MBPA uh, I think there was a report that just dropped recently that the opt out extension deadline is getting pushed past December 15th. You know, with the CBA negotiations, I've seen a few lockouts in my time. There's a potential for a lockout July 1st, 2023. Uh, how optimistic are you that the NBA and the Players Union will be able to get a deal done before that time? For both of sides, I think that we're all wanting to get a deal done. You know, it's something that you never want to go into a lockout. And it's one of those things that from the players and from the league perspective, I think all of us are motivated to get a deal done, you know, to not only take care of the players, but also take care of what organizations need. That's the thing, the growth between the league and the players has been. We've turned into a bipartisan league where we both work in fruition with one another. And although, you know, at times you don't feel like it may be bipartisan, just like yeah. in, in politics to this day, For sure. like you have to try and work to, you know, make, make both sides happy. And you're going to, argue certain positions stronger than mm. others and argue some that you might have less less impact. So at the end of the day, it's some negotiation. So we're going to do our best to not only help the players out as much as we can, but also make sure that we have the best league moving forward. I think that 
as there's mutual but like benefits on both sides, we definitely have to come in with the right stance and understanding that we have to hold firm if we need to. So at any time we're prepared for anything and our, our goal is to be optimistic, but until there's the, there's a deal done and any deal, since I learned that this past, this past year, yeah. until yeah. a deal's done, you can't really say one way or the other. For sure. You have a very unique game. You know what I mean? Uh, who was the guy that you were watching growing up? Like, this is who I want to be in the league. You feel me? You know what's funny? Like, who was your GOAT? GOAT, that's different. That's, that's MJ. You know, that's not going to okay. change. Okay, okay. But okay. like, in terms of the player that I wanted to be, I always thought I was going to be some seven footer. <laughs> so like, I thought one day I was going to be shagged. Now I realized I wasn't growing no more. When did you stop growing? Because you tall as hell, bro. Yeah, like, I stopped. To me. So I, turned, I got to be like 6'4 when I was like 12 or 13. Okay, so oh, I, okay. Like, I already know. I'm on my way. Oh, I was yeah, like, I'm yeah, on my yeah, way. I'm about yeah. to be seven foot. Yeah. And actually, now I got to be 6'6 six, six, and it kind of fizzled out. I was like, all right, never mind. <laughs> but, never mind. For a guy that's 6'6, six, six, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, who are guys that like look like me? Because I was like, maybe I can jump and be like these guys, high flyers. And I realized I wasn't a jumper. And then I was like, all right, cool. Um, <laughs> never mind. I'm going to turn into uh, like, I, I loved guys like Boris Diaw and like, okay. Oh, okay. like Charles Barkley. I love Charles Barkley. For sure, for sure. Like, I was that one of sense. my favorite players. Bucket getter, um, too. Bucket getter. He was People dog. forget how, how much of a dog People he was. Forget, he was cold. Like, as they always hell. say he was the second best player on that Olympic team. Right, 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 right. Think yep, about it. Like, yep. he was that dog. So, like, I always give credit to Chuck. But, like, guys like that, like, I remember, um, like, fortunately enough, I play against him now, but I call Dre all the time. Like, mm -hmm. he's still going to be that guy to me, like, in terms of, like, how I shape my career. Mm -hmm. And I always give him that respect. Mm -hmm. So, like, guys like that who are, like, the ultimate, like, you don't win championships without guys like that. Mm -hmm. You don't win without Robert Orr. You don't win without, Facts. like, yeah. Like guys who make an impact, he may not necessarily be the number one guy. You know, people might not give him the credit. Like, but those guys are Hall of Famers in my mind mm -hmm. because without guys like that on every team, you're not going to win. For sure. And I embrace that role because I knew talent wise, I can continue to improve. So if I end up being that one number one guy one day, I'll be prepared. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things that like I knew that like you have to keep yourself humble and also understand where you are at in that mm -hmm. position and where you can become. So like same way I do that every single day with my approach. I approach it with the right mentality and understanding what what I can be and what I am now. Why is MJ your goat? Why is MJ my goat? Yeah. Oh, like you got to think about the difference between like like MJ did he took 2 years off. Yeah. You know like Bron's been playing 20 plus years. Like yeah. those guys like those guys are like 1A and then close number two, okay. maybe one B, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. like those two are special and unique in their own right. But Mike was just, he shaped so many guys' careers and Brown would do the same. I think that we'll see that as years come. But for a guy in my position, I did grow up watching Brown, but I've, I watched MJ too in, in film. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the rules different, the rules change and like points are going to be different. Like people play differently. Like, but at the end of the day, like, I think that like when you think about Jordan, like you will always remember who that, that that name will not ever go away. Yeah, you know, like he's made that much of an impact not only in life but also on people's. Like it changed basketball to then to come. So I take it not only to the basketball account being six and zero and everything else, mm -hmm. and being a guy that, like, yes, he he had Scotty and Tony Kukoc and yeah, yeah. Kerr and guys like the talent <laughs> of the past. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, he had he had to lead the team to win, and he did that. So I got to give him that respect. Perfect. So last question for you. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, so you got your, your nickname Batman mm -hmm. last March after you clamped Joker. You said if he's a Joker, I'm Batman. <laughs> Respect it. You showed up, showed up this Halloween in a Batman costume. So if I, you had to give your starting five superheroes, who are your starting five superheroes? Ooh. Is it Marvel or DC or does it, it could be? You can do whatever you want. You can play in both sandboxes. <laughs> play in both sandboxes? Yeah. I ain't never been told that before. I'm trying to see what that be like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say at, at my, I'll start 
from size back, you know, like I'll go Hulk okay. at yes. the center just oh. because like as more he gets anger, angered, he'll have more talent. I feel like that's how he works in the comics. So I'm going to give that to him. Um, I got to have a cerebral point guard. So I'll give that to the Batman, you know, uh, make a guy that or power forward. I can make him power point, point, point forward, one or the okay. other. Okay. I'll make him point guard because he got he got gadgets. He can throw dimes and stuff like that. <laughs> so I'll give, I'll give the bat my starting point guard position. Um, you know, you got to have a goat. You know, you got to have a guy that um, is able to do anything. And I feel like that's a Superman. You know, you got to have, and you know, you got to have your, your AB. You know, you got to have the guy that knows how to play the game and the guy that goes out there and gets buckets. And I feel like Superman can be my, sh- my shooting guard. What's the thing about, what do I need? Was three and a three and a four left? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, honestly, at the four, I'll give Mr. Fantastic. Just okay. because smart player, yeah, you know he's a guy that he's, he's long. You know he can defend. He can be yeah. a guy that's multi, like switch guy. Uh, he's a guy that you know doesn't get injured. You know, always <laughs> always available. You know, you know? good good answer. <laughs> Who's the three? And then at the three, I gotta give it to my guy Tashala. Uh, the Black Panther. Oh, there we go. Hey, I, I was holding y'all hope to make sure. I was holding y'all to make sure you brought the black. You gotta, have, you gotta have some culture on your team. Don't strip you that street away. <laughs> you gotta make sure that you know you guys are able to compete at any other time and know that a guy that's you know he's a dog at the end of the day. He might be be branded as a cat, but let's just say he's a dog. Yeah, for sure. For I'm glad for you didn't have like man. Hawkeye or something like like on there. That would have been. <laughs> that'll be that'll be my Duncan Robinson. Off <laughs> like, yeah, I was gonna shooter. say that'll, 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 that'll be my shooter Get off the shoot. bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be my yeah. dead, my dead, oh, dead shot. You need a superhero with Negro tendencies always. So I think Black <laughs> Panther really checked that box. Got to right? one. Got to keep the team together. Thanks to Grant Williams for coming on. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube. You can get this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts: Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher. If that's still a thing, uh, episodes drop every Friday. Comment on this one, like the episode, and make sure to rate us if you're listening to it. One button to subscribe. Just saying. We need. We there need, you go. There yeah. we go. There we, we go. need somebody on Crenshaw and Sloss and selling bootlegs of the show. That's what you really know. <laughs> like I got the out of pocket bootlegs. Right, right, right. That it. should the be a tease, cold open. You know we have. Yeah. Right, right. We should be the ones selling them. But anyway, yeah. let's get that bread. Okay. Got them out the truck. Oh. That new one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.